Welcome to the Crowfall Podcast, where we share stories and perspectives from the world of Crowfall with your host, Chris and Walker. This is Walker, and today we chat about a tale of redemption, some changes to guild membership rules, and the newest patch 7.1. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Minds at CrowfallPod. As always, I'm joined by Chris. Chris, how are you doing this week, man? I am pretty peachy. How are you doing? I'm good. So, <laughs> yeah, we had you had a pretty... I'm just going to jump right in. You had a pretty cool moment, I guess you could say, <laughs> this last <laughs> weekend when you were playing. I won't try and lead into it and spoil it all, so by all means, the stage is yours. Oh, yeah. Well, just to give a little background, we've been doing the faction versus faction, and... There's been uh, two campaigns now completed in Faction vs. Faction. The first one, our Earth Faction started out pretty well. And really what that kind of resulted into was a lot of Sun and Moon coming over to join Earth. I mean, there's a certain amount of rewards that can be gained when you're on the winning faction. And... You can switch factions, and so a lot of guilds would come over and kind of elevated the numbers. But in the second faction versus faction, our our presence in the beginning wasn't that large. We saw several guilds switch to other away from Earth, either going back to their home faction or trying a different faction. We had a few guilds that we worked closely with make that jump. But largely, the, the guilds that we were allied with in the Earth Alliance stayed true. But I tested out the new computer. I got into a keep defense. Mm. I was able to get up on the walls and watch Moon throw treb shots at the wall and knock it down. It's pretty, pretty good. No slowdown. It was everything I wanted it to be. Unfortunately, we weren't able to defend the keep. We ended up losing it, so I definitely died a few times. And w- when you die, the person that kills you is is able to take your your skull, your head. They can chop it off, right, and keep it as a trophy. Well, I had probably thrown out a couple heads, right? I, I died a few times. Hmm. The next day, uh, I get this message on Discord. And officer from the guild was like, hey, you want your head back? <laughs> and I'm like, what? And he sent me a screenshot of, of my skull, right? <laughs> and yeah, apparently someone in our alliance had killed killed some guy that had killed me and had had my skull in his, in his inventory huh. and uh, had got it back and then chased down one of our officers to, to get it back to me. So I get this message just randomly one evening, but it was, yeah, it, it made my night. It was great. <laughs> yeah, that's that's super fun. It's a random kind of, I guess, RP thing. I don't know. It's not really role-playing per se, Yeah, but I don't know. Just a, just a cool immersion maybe is a better word. <laughs> just a cool little element of immersion where your death actually mattered beyond the moment that you died because someone else looted your skull and then someone else found that when they killed that person and here's this whole 
cycle <laughs> and circle of of people that that results from that and you you don't get that in in something that doesn't have you know a thing where you drop an item on death right right and even you know taking the skulls mechanic it is pretty sweet being able to claim trophies it adds a little bit of element to it but yeah well, get, being able to get it back too yeah well i'm talking about eks and decorating and stuff like it'd be cool if you could make a wall of skulls <laughs> you know what i mean you just hang them up around around the room yeah <laughs> i mean i don't know so do, to be able to do something with them because when i first started collecting them i was like oh well this will be this will be perfect i'll just have a grip of skulls except that you're just limited on your stash size so past a point it actually isn't worth it to fill your bank up with random skulls that otherwise don't have value i guess (laughs) (laughs) right right but uh, yeah shout out to the alliance and gochu for getting my skull back i mean that's that's some real earth loyalty right there. Um, <laughs> you know, people are switching all over the place trying to get the easy rewards. And it's just nice to be part of a group that it's not, we're not even worried about that, you know? Right. But they were they just a member of Earth faction or they're actually a member of the alliance that the guild is in? Yeah, they're a member of our personal alliance. I mean, we okay. are all Earth faction, but yeah. We've been working with them for a while. I mean, it'd be even crazier if it was just some other random Earth faction person that otherwise doesn't know you. <laughs> maybe, maybe that will happen. I mean, it's a yeah. possibility at some point. Yeah, yeah. You really I, I mean, I definitely die point. enough. I mean, there's a lot of skulls out there. <laughs> I know. I think I, 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 yeah. Who knows how many skulls I have out there? And I've, <laughs> I've gotten a handful, but I've also like, I've like ganked a dude after he finished fighting someone else and then taken the skull of the person who was killed first that like that i didn't actually fight but the guy who i killed didn't have a chance to take it kind oh of thing. yeah you yeah. got it first <laughs> right right so That's awesome yeah it's something <laughs> <laughs> so the dregs are coming back around or i guess are back around by the time this this comes out yeah so planning to join that with the Alliance this time around? Yeah, we, we had our, our stint in the Factioners Faction and looking forward to getting into some dregs. I think it's going to last a month, so it'll be kind of a longer campaign. Well, I think that's how long the first dregs lasted as well. Oh, was it? I wasn't sure. Yeah. Faction versus Faction didn't seem to last that long. You're right. It was only a couple of weeks each run of that. Which I don't know what the the thinking there is. Maybe it's because if the factions get out of whack or something population-wise, if it's only a couple weeks, then they can reset that more more quickly. You know, whereas, like you described in that first Shadow Campaign, it's just all Moon, at least on the server you were... Or, excuse me, Earth on the server you were playing on. Yeah. And so, if that lasts for a whole month that that probably isn't a good thing right people will get discouraged if they're not on the winning side and you know there's probably something to be said about keeping players interested and engaged they might if there's not another server to go to then they might end up quitting but i'm really looking forward to the the combination of the servers i mean this dregs is going to be 
one server. So everything is going to be on that same server and then split into uh, different time zones, I believe, right? Yeah, well, and obviously the terminology can be a bit much, but so basically, so the new patch 7.1 was supposed to come out on Monday of this past week. I th- it got delayed, and I think maybe then came out Tuesday instead. But but yeah, so what it does is it, it combines all of the campaign all of the campaigns into one, right? So all like you said, you know, you used to have U.S. West dregs, U.S. East dregs, EU dregs, and all those are identical campaigns, but there's three separate ones for the different regional servers now the way it works is it there's only one dregs and then i guess there will be only one shadow i don't know if there is one currently or not and each zone is then tied to it's a, a regional server so oh, okay so like zone a we'll just say for example mm-hmm. is the u.s west server and, and time zone. And so the siege times in that in zone A are built around U.S. West time. I see. Okay. Zone B is U.S. East server. So it's hosted by U.S. East. So that way players playing in that time are getting the best ping. Mm-hmm. And then again, times are, are based around the U.S. East time zone. And so the way they the way they explained it was that siege zones will have timers that are split between U.S. East, U.S. West, Europe, and Australia at 7 to 11 p.m. local time. Okay. And then those zones are hosted in the appropriate region to give better ping. So, yeah, it's super cool because now all of the player base will be in one, again, one dregs campaign as opposed to spread out amongst three. And we had talked about this. I think last week we were talking about it coming up. I didn't realize it was coming this (laughs) the very next week which is super cool. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, I think that's going to solve a lot of problems and it, 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 it makes it so that the, the, you know, it's going to be a lot easier to find fights, I guess is maybe just the easiest way to say it. Yeah. I'm really excited about it too. Just having a, an overall conflict either in the dregs or shadows with shadows being an overall factional warfare. And then you're having the best guilds in the dregs. There's no more, well, you were doing all right on U.S. East or West, but we got these European or Australian guilds doing this over here. And then being able to give everyone a area within that that could match up with their times. Also, taking a keep in, you know, outside of your local time could be interesting too depending on who's available and who you're working with i mean you could be allied with in the dregs be allied with a guild that's in a different country right yeah well and it also it cuts down a little bit on let's say you know you and and your guild decide that you're going to log on at three in the morning to take a a keep or or to try and participate when no one's playing well maybe that would have worked in the old system right because everyone's spread out and if you're on us east and there's not a high population of us east server players at that time frame now you get into the classic problem that you know like dark age had where 
you fight all day and go to bed only to wake up and everything's been undone while you're asleep, right? Because yep. there's just not people on 24 seven. Yeah. With this, maybe you want to go and raid at 3 AM or whatever, but that's just going to be when those people who live in those regions are on. <laughs> right. So yeah. it's not underpopulated per se, which is super cool. It gives it kind of that Eve feeling maybe where mm-hmm. it's a, a more of a one world deal. Yeah, even Albion Online both both had that, and I I really appreciate the single server idea. So yeah, I'm happy to see it here as well. Honestly, I didn't. I mean, I was surprised when the campaigns were all split up when we started the game, mm-hmm. but I you know I had no real expectations. I guess I just didn't for whatever reason didn't didn't think that it would work that way. I wasn't disappointed necessarily, but I definitely thought a single server approach would be better yeah and i think they've accomplished that here really quickly i mean it's just a couple months after launch yeah to be fair they probably didn't know either and we're just trying to accommodate all the players there was a lot of server downtime and maintenance as well Mm Hmm. yeah yeah no that that's for sure so yeah the the new patch that came out i mean the patch notes for it are extensive so we will not even begin to read through them the majority of them of the patch notes look to be bug fixes Mm -hmm. which is super cool i kind of scanned through it i didn't see anything about like (laughs) bank ui overhaul (laughs) (laughs) hopefully it's coming yeah but one thing i one thing i saw uh is that in the new campaigns there is four adventure zones with connections to each of the temple zones that don't have any siege objectives. Oh, really? So that's cool because that gives more kind of space to just roam and farm and gather resources and maybe fight and skirmish, but where you're not necessarily intimidated because this group has a castle they can retreat to or a keep or whatever, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That'll be interesting. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I I'm, I'm also curious, like, I'm curious over time how that will change and expand. Uh, you know, for example, the, the zones that I've seen, not that they're all identical in layout, but they have a pretty similar feel, right? It feels like the same biome yeah. from what I can tell. So I'm curious if that will change over time as well. You know, like, will they introduce a sand biome where the whole zone is that, you know, not just a section or a snow biome where the whole zone is that, not just, you know, a section. But I think that could be fun. I hope that there's going to be more variety. There's a lot of room to do that. We, I mean, they, they've been trying to do that with the weather. And that seems to change the landscape a little bit. The seasons, sorry. I see. Like when it goes from spring to summer, fall and winter. The landscapes do change a little bit. Oh, really? I hadn't noticed. Yeah, yeah. But I would like to see a com- a completely new biome, like you were saying. Yeah. Desert or ice world. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I, whatever you want. You can give me a water world. You know what I mean? Oh, like hey. level, You know, yeah. whatever we got to do, you know? Yeah. Another one that I, another note that I saw was just no zones will have castle strongholds, only two keeps in each. I, I'm guessing that the castle stronghold must be the biggest version of a building but i honestly don't know for sure to you there are sizes of keeps 
Right. I think that there's two, like a smaller one and a bigger one. Well, so there, I think there might be in three in total, because I think there's forts and then keeps. And then from what I'm gathering from this, I'm guessing there must be castles as well. Possibly. I mean, yeah. uh, in chat, they're referred to as keeps. And then... <laughs> Yeah. And then it's, well, how big are they? Can we upgrade this? Can we do that? <laughs> so I don't know. They're still working out the, the terminology. And there's also outposts. And, oh, right. But I believe that outposts, and, well, I don't know. The, the forts, there's the upgrades would be limited. Like the forts produce uh, certain resources that you can take two keeps to upgrade. Mm, I see. But yeah. Lot, a lot to, to digest and, and get straight there still. <laughs> yeah, right. As as we were talking the other day, confusion is my mistress when it comes <laughs> to Crowfall. I, Same. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I <laughs> I welcome confusion because it's all I know. Let's not even start on minor disciplines and the minor discipline. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> very, very, it's too much. So yeah, another thing that I, I thought this was really cool, and this is something that you and I have kind of batted around on a few different episodes, and I don't know if this was just already in discussion in the forums the whole time, and so it seemed like we were just not acknowledging a discussion that was already ongoing. If so, we literally had no idea because we, we didn't come across this. Or maybe the old devs are listening to the Crowfall pod a little bit. Hey. You know? But anyway, so there is now a limit to 500 players per alliance. Yeah. And if a guild adds members that causes the alliance to go over that limit, the guild is then removed from the alliance. Oh, interesting. I, I didn't know what the how they would work that out if someone was added to it. But I really like the the player limit. It kind of influences the alliance being used for smaller guilds, right? Yeah. Well, and that's and, and and that's kind of what they talked about on the on the forum when when describing this change is just that because someone said, "Well, is it is it five hundred players in the alliance that are locked to a given campaign?" Which that doesn't make sense because you can unlock so that would be too easy to game or they said, or is it just, is it active? And they said, is the, is the, are the devs trying to promote us removing inactive players? Because if I, maybe we have a larger roster and some of the players are inactive. And so maybe you would be incentivized to kick them now, right. To, to make sure you stay under that 500. Yeah. And it's like, you know, it's not the goal of this is not to drive that behavior, but it certainly does incentivize that to some extent. Yeah. It's also not hard to invite someone else to a guild again. I mean, if someone leaves a guild, I think they're it's 24 hours before they can join another guild. So it's not that big of a deal for someone to, to get kicked if they're inactive. Yeah. I mean, if, if they're coming back to the game and like the guild, I mean, they're probably going to try and seek out joining, rejoining it. Right. And I, I don't see anyone being, I, upset about it i would assume that i would be removed if i wasn't playing right right and again i mean obviously that's going to be just a completely case-by-case scenario on how that plays out and what kind of drama goes into that for people but in the end i don't think that the i think that this is a great change you know i I wasn't i I wasn't going to do a whole profile on it because honestly it was kind of confusing to try and and understand because there's so much complexity to it. But yeah. 
there's a new war story out from from Blazon again from Lords of Death, uh-huh. and it's a five alliance. Five alliances are involved in trying to fight over this keep. So five different alliances, right? Wow. <laughs> so again, if you go to the, which I'll link it in the show notes, but if you go to the to the war story. He has a write-up of, of what it is. Honestly, I just am not familiar enough with all of the alliances to kind of track easily who's doing what at what point or whatever. Mm-hmm. But again, you know, the, the reason I mentioned it, though, in this context is because it talks at the very beginning, there's not enough room on the server for the Lords of Death people to get in to fight, right? So they have to wait. <laughs> oh, Yeah. And then eventually they're able to get in and, and then, you know, things ensue from there. But it's, I mean, not that this solves that problem because, again, 250 is the limit, they said. So, I mean, with half of that, you could still technically fill up a server. Now, I don't know if those handshake rules that they talked about are in place now where you could only have, was it, 50 or something people from a certain guild reserving a seat on a on a server at a particular time yeah or a zone i don't know if that's in place yet or not but either way all of that is just to say that i think that limiting the amount of players per alliance will definitely help spread power around because if if you had you know valeria winter blades lords of death if you had all of them in an alliance oh like yeah two-thirds of the player base or something you know what i mean like it's enormous. Yeah, uh, all of the bigger guilds could be in an alliance and and rule the dregs over and over again. Right, right. And to be clear, I I have n- no in- indication that any of those guilds have ever allied. I don't know if they did or not. Um, my point isn't to throw shade at any of them. They're just big guilds that I know about. So that's all. Yeah, yeah. And I wonder why people are so concerned about holding on to inactives. I've, I've seen a lot of that too. Like, well, we don't want to remove people. I think because, you know, especially, I mean, I've been wrestling with this personally a lot since Crowfall came out in that it's funny because when I was, so when I was in my twenties and I would hear people talk about how they didn't have time to play games as much as they wanted or whatever, I didn't really understand <laughs> what they meant because I always <laughs> had that time. Yeah. And, and now, and it's not just an age thing. I've just, I've got more things I'm involved with and, and both at work and and outside of work. So my time is actually more limited than it was now to be inactive for a month is different from saying I have, I can't play, you know, five hours a day or 10 hours a day or whatever. That's not the same as being inactive for a month. But I think that, that as the gaming, the average age of gamers, especially MMO players, continues to, to increase or at the very least include, you know, older people, there probably are just times where people do need to be away. Mm-hmm. And so I can understand. I can understand on the one hand not wanting to kick them just because they're inactive because it's like, yeah, well, you know, whatever. They're not unwelcome. But to your point, well, they can come back if they want. And and if you're butting up against that player limit, mm-hmm. and so well they can't come back now because we're already full. Well, then you're already full. And if you really have that many people, then maybe you should just not be an alliance and be your own mega guild or whatever. Yeah, yeah. People are going to have their situations come up, but right. 
not being able to play every day or even going on a week vacation is different than not logging in for several months. I mean, Discord's a thing. A simple message can easily be sent. I don't know. Yeah, no, agree. A hundred percent agree. And then one other thing I, I, cause I had, I had gone off about this on the, in our rebuttal to the lazy peon review from a few weeks ago, but apparently the respawn delay has been shortened to 30 seconds per death in the shadow and dregs when outside of sieges. Oh, okay. lazy peon complained about the respawn timer, although he was dying in God's reach. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he wasn't a victim of this anyway. But I thought that was interesting too to to see them re, you know shortening the respawn timer. If it's in a siege, then it's not shortened, mm-hmm. which makes sense because then it you know reduces people just shoot, zerging and showing back up instantly. But I thought it was yeah. cool that they're able to kind of delineate between if you're in a siege or not to determine how long it takes you to respawn. Well, you still gotta fly the crow around, right? I mean, that's gonna take some time still. Sure. However, there were scenarios like I've encountered it before where even when you fly back to the statue as the crow, it still makes you wait a certain amount of time before you can respawn. Oh, yeah. I've had that a little bit. It's usually not very long, though, because I've spent more time than I needed trying to fly around to the right spot. (laughs) (laughs) Not a big map guy. Yeah, yeah. But uh, if you were in a castle defense and you got killed, then you could respawn at that castle right away, or at least quicker. Right, right. Well, cool, yeah. Well, so 7.1 is out. Definitely excited about the changes that they're making there. I think that combining everything into one single server slash campaign, whatever you want to, however you want to try and explain that, I think that's the the single coolest change that they've made. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think Great. that's going to... I think that's a huge feather in their cap, especially as they continue to they've extended the refer a friend program for another month, which honestly, I'm a little surprised they don't just make that a permanent thing. Mm-hmm. But if you're bringing new people in, having having it be one campaign for everything is going to be a lot easier for new people to understand. Yeah. And hats off to the devs for listening to suggestions and trying to find solutions. It's not easy with so many things going on in the new release of the game. I mean, there's so many issues to be addressed and they're going through them and trying to find solutions. Well, that's all for our show today. You can follow us on Twitter or Minds at CrowfallPod. You can also check out my other podcast, The Walk Show, which explores the walk of life through interview with a variety of guests or my other show, Pick Up Your Sticks, which is co-hosted by me and Brett Lindley and is all about why gaming matters. Thanks again for the listen. Have a great week. Stay up. Mm-hmm.